Hi, I'm Kyla Graham. I run Synergy Accounting Advisory. I'm a nonprofit CPA passionate about helping nonprofit leaders get comfortable talking about money. I focus on accounting, consulting, and education. So I'm your nonprofit ace. Welcome to the podcast. Any accounting, business, and tax advice contained in this here podcast is not intended as a thorough in-depth analysis of specific issues, nor is it a substitute for formal information nor is it sufficient to avoid tax-related penalties. If you have specific questions that you need advice for, be sure to schedule a strategy session and not solely rely on information in this podcast. All right, back to the episode. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Nonprofit Ace Podcast. I'm your host, Kyla Graham, Synergy Accounting Advisory. My goal is to help more nonprofit leaders get comfortable talking about money. And so today we are you're gonna listen into my conversation with Makisha Booth of Sister Biz. I invite you to send either of us a message if you have follow-up questions. I love talking to her. We actually chatted afterwards and she's gonna hold me accountable to some things. So maybe you'll hear about that too, you know, in a future episode. All right, have a good listen. Bye. So welcome to another episode of the Nonprofit Ace Podcast. I'm your host, Kyla Graham, Synergy Advisory. And I'm super excited to have Makisha Booth of Sisterbiz here today. So Makisha, what are you celebrating? Well, let's see. This week, um, last week, we attended the Colorado Women's Chamber of Commerce event, and they listed me as one of their top 25 most powerful women in business. And so I had my family and my team is kind of scattered across the country, and they all flew in, and we just had a ball. So that was a celebration. Um, yeah. So yeah. And I support that. I will second. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> so before we get going, I would love everyone who's listening in to just know a little bit more about you and how you'd like them to connect with you. So I am the head business coach and founder at Sister Biz, and you can find me at, at Sister Biz on IG or on Facebook, on our Facebook page, Sister Biz. And then you can also check us out on Twitter, and I'm on LinkedIn as well. And so a little bit about us is we're a nonprofit slash for-profit organization that provides free and low-cost coaching, training, and technical assistance to Black women entrepreneurs, as well as um, access to capital through our loan and grant funds. What made you decide to do that? Like, for those of you who can't see, and if you actually paid attention to my pictures, I am Black. Nikisha is also Black. <laughs> but what just made you decide to say, like, yeah, this is what I want to do. I want to do the coaching. I want to support women, Black women business owners. You know, it was kind of, there was nothing sexy about the choice other than women came to me for support and service and help. I answered the call. And when I did so, I recognized that they are among the most underfunded and least funded and lowest earning, but fastest growing groups of entrepreneurs in the country. And so while they needed the services, they certainly didn't have the resources that their white counterparts had. And so I just kind of jumped into service mode. And part of the strategy of being able to raise funds for this cause was, you know, become a nonprofit and make these services accessible for this group of entrepreneurs. Yeah. One of the things you mentioned was that you're a nonprofit, you have a nonprofit for profit model. And I think that's one of the things as I work with nonprofits, people shy away from, they're like, we can't charge. I'm just like, yeah, you can. 
Um, yeah. yeah. But what made you decide like, yeah, we're actually going to charge and not just go solely donation-based? It's kind of weird. When I first started, I did start the program as sort of a service program under my for-profit. But when I realized that I needed funding for it because the quote-unquote customer could not afford the services, I had to go out and raise funds. And most people told me, you know, you need to be a nonprofit. Go get your tax exemption and, and then we'll, you know, support this and fund this. And so that's how I got into the nonprofit world, just kind of thrown in by just trying to make it happen. And then you know, as the nonprofit grew, I honestly felt like I needed to keep it under control, the growth of mm -hmm. it, and be limited in, you know, structured in the way I built the program so that they could be cyclical and they couldn't take a life of them, their own and take over. And so I had very set programming and very set capacity aligned with the funding that came in, but I still had more demand than that. So I had waiting lists and I had women who were like, I'll pay you if you just <laughs> like, I don't need the free programming, like I can pay or I can pay on a sliding scale. Can, can you get me in? And so and then I just started getting a ton of emails from people saying, can I become a member? And I was, I didn't have a membership at the time. And I was like, you're in. <laughs> and so, and so um, my mentor was like, um, I feel like you should monetize this. You're the coach, but I feel like you should monetize this. And I also thought about the fact that, you know, one of the things I talk to the women in our community about all the time is legacy and longevity and sustainability and and I wanted to build something that was sustainable beyond any nonprofit trends and funding. So like when it wasn't sexy to fund us anymore, or when the funding wasn't available, like what would be something that could hold down this work, you know, in any climate. And for me, it was like, have that hybrid of nonprofit and for-profit. Yeah, I think that's a great reminder because some organizations don't realize that the funding can be cyclical. It's like, how do people feel in the moment? Like where they're like, oh yeah, that's a hot cause. Let me give. And then suddenly you're like, oh. It's so true. We act like <laughs> we act like the trendy people are like the startups in Silicon Valley. Philanthropists have the same kind of like, oh, it's hot kind yeah. of approach to what they invest in and what they fund. And and so yeah, you're at the mercy of their trends. Yeah. So other nonprofits out there, what are you doing to sort of diversify your revenue mix so that you feel less subjected to those ebbs and flows? And what does this funder need and what mission drift, what new cause do they want us to take up because they think that that's what we should be doing? So I am a member of SisterBiz. I've been a member now. Yes. A year? I don't, I'm getting close to a year. <laughs> and I think my gold digger experience, so back up. For those of you who are listening, <laughs> gold digger is one of the events this is a biz puts on at the end of the year as has been my experience. And I looked at it for like three years. Like I saw it and I was like, oh, it's on a weekend. <laughs> like I had all these like things and feelings. And I'm a planner by nature. And I was like, December so late. What are we talking about in December? And I finally went and I was just like, oh my goodness. Like I left with so much homework and I was just like, this is what I mean by December's too late. It's too late, y'all. Yep, yep. So I would love for people who are a little bit, you know, more early planners. <laughs> what are some things you're just like, yo, you should be prioritizing this. Or as you think about your goals, what are the things that you're like, mm, 
this goes to the top of the list. This is how I prioritize. For me, prioritizing comes after I set a vision and I know where I'm trying to go. Mm -hmm. So for me, my priorities center around my vision and, you know, what I'm trying to ultimately do. And then I list out the things I need to do. And then I make sense of the order of them based on, you know, whether they're time sensitive, whether they are really, you know, um, codependent, the, the priorities, one needs to come before the other. And, you know, kind of thinking through my resources and how I leverage my resources, my strengths, um, looking at the competitive landscape. So it's not like, it's not a simple formula. Like I'm thinking through lots of different things when I think about priorities. I think it's more important though that when I'm thinking through my priorities, I have every intention on being super focused on them once I figure it out. Like I put a lot of time into it because I say that if these are my priorities, these are my priorities because I deeply believe that if I accomplish these things, that that place I said I'm trying to go, I'm going to get there. So nothing's going to deter me from completing those things or take me off track from them. If you don't feel that committed to your priorities, you probably really haven't arrived at a place where you really thought through them strategically enough. Yeah, I think that laser focus is what helps people accomplish their goals. Like it's, if you get distracted, it's like, well, you still working on that? And not to say that every goal is something that you have to complete. Like you got 90 days to finish this or you weren't serious. But if you feel like, oh, this thing happened and not like a pandemic or- Right. <laughs> oh, I got distracted doing the thing. You're like, but let's bear back on course. like. What's the thing? What's the goal that's going to keep you like, even if you get sidetracked for a little bit that you're like, oh, right turn. I, <laughs> I got distracted, but I'm back now. Like making sure that you think that piece out, because I think a lot of times we do get stuck in the logistics and saying like, I cross things off my to-do list. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not necessarily things that are going to be gold. They're not things that are getting you towards the goal. They're things that make you feel like, oh, I was accomplished. I exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's so important to cascade you know, and make sure that everything plugs back into the top, no matter how little it is, and to track that and to take time to constantly look at what you, where your time is going. Like, it's, it's a daily practice to plug back in and a weekly practice and a quarterly practice to pay attention to where everything's going. It's part of the work, just as, just as important as executing on the work. Yeah. So as you have you know, done your iterations of things and thought about what you find to be, help you be more productive. What are some tools or resources you think people could be using better? Mm -hmm. So for me, I think project management tools are really important. (laughs) And I think I don't see those in use enough in the way that they could be used. And so while I might see some folks who have project management tool subscriptions or platforms that they use, I don't see them optimizing the use of those tools and really using them to drive productivity. So Uh for us, for my team, um, we use Smartsheet and we literally invested in having a couple of data folks come in and help us really build it out so that we could use it to drive business every day. And it's not easy to get a whole team to circulate around that, especially (laughs) if it's not something super intuitive or, you know, um, Uh you know, for everyone involved, but, but it's, it's really how we drive productivity and make sure that 
everyday tasks are plugged into the big goals and that we could see the data. So our dashboards and stuff are in there too. So we can like literally be a data-driven team. And then Hiver is something that I found that a couple of years ago that really kind of helped us out. And that's a Gmail plugin that mm-hmm. basically um, allows you to create centralized inboxes for customer incoming emails from customers so that you can tag or assign rather the email to the right team member, open and close the requests and communicate as a team without communicating in the email on the side, because you know, then you end up sending the customer something y'all talking about internally. Like, my bad. <laughs> I was just playing, I was just playing. That was a joke. That's not for you, undo <laughs> And so um, Hiver is dope. And so yeah, Smartsheet and Hiver are probably two things that I feel like really help us function better, function better as a team. I have used Smartsheet. I have not yet checked out Hiver, um, but I feel like it's definitely, as synergy grows, I'm just like. It's a growth thing. It's like, as those teams start to grow, when you go from handling everything yourself with like maybe an assistant to like having a team of people, technology becomes really, really important, more important than it is when you're even working alone and and systems for shared work, shared collaboration, shared goals really need you know, platforms and technology to back it up. Oh, thank you. I got to make notes for myself <laughs> about like what to put in the show notes and what's it, what for, I need to follow up on. Mm-hmm. But done a couple of interviews, been interviewed myself. And I always feel like there's always, I'm always just like, y'all gonna ask me about QuickBooks. What I really want you to ask me about is this other thing. So what is the other thing that you feel like, man, I wish people would ask me about this more. <laughs> hmm. I think I probably wish people would ask this. This is so random. And that's not random, but it's like so disconnected from everything we just talked about. Um, But I wish I wish people would ask me more about the importance of trauma and relationship and community in Mm -hmm. an entrepreneur's journey. Like it's very easy to list all the platforms and the technologies and the tools and even you know, coaches and consultants you can check into. (laughs) But I think people don't realize how much work you have to do internally to succeed in Uh at what you're doing and that that's just as important self-care, mental health, um, community, finding your support system as anything else. And, and, And although people talk about it, I don't think people really understand like how important it is and how much more we should invest in it if we want to see our entrepreneurs succeed I would definitely agree I think having been part of some groups and being like they talk about community and then it feels very limited and like the community is only here the community is in this room and not necessarily with me Mm -hmm. and that was one of the things I think from Gold Digger that was for me a key takeaway yes this is just a big plus (laughs) I remember and not even that I expected it to go there. Um, like when I when we did Gold Diggers, I met with my business besties Monday. Okay, so like eight months later, we're still like connected. I love and it. Still keeping in touch, and I think that's that's been so helpful in being able to like bring them because being an entrepreneur is so isolating. I used to say the question I hated being asked was how's business. Like I hate that question. I'm just like <laughs> in general. What, what you right, exactly. <laughs> like you got a day. <laughs> like, what you, what, 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 tell me what you want to know, and I can answer that question. 
So yeah, I do think the importance of building that community and finding that network that you're going to be like, these are my people. And it doesn't feel like it's a, it's for show. It's not like, oh, I get to say, I know this person. Like, is that really that helpful? <laughs> right. So, so yeah, thank you. Thank you for like creating Sister Biz. Thank you for like making it a membership base so that I could eventually find out. Thank um, you. And I think for all, everyone else who's listening, figuring out what makes sense for you. Like not everyone is a community like <laughs> you have to find the right community it's definitely a trial and error to see like is this the right fit and I think just experimenting to say like what's the productivity tool that makes sense for me what's the revenue mix that makes sense for me so like understanding your journey and not saying this is how we started this is all we're gonna do I think talking to you today just showed through system is I think seeing that like we started off one way you started off one way and sad how I did, okay, we actually need to pivot and just being responsive to the need that you say you want to fulfill. Just being like, mm, we actually need to make some changes. So thank yeah. you. <laughs> um, I appreciate that, sis. It's good to know that, like, that's what I really hope. Like, as much as we provide the coaching and the training where you can participate with our coaches and trainers, like, my vision, my dream was always that women would connect with each other outside of anything that we were formally facilitating and be there for each other so that's so dope I'm so glad to hear that y'all are still meeting yeah they it's been great before you go any resources or upcoming events we should include in the show notes so that people know what's happening yeah yeah so we have coming up um our back office boot camp yay (laughs) so we spend four weeks working on back office tasks and from accounting to regulatory and compliance related issues and all the things and human resources stuff and um, licensing and registrations, everything. And then in December, we got Gold Digger coming up again and we were we are headed to Phoenix. So I'm super excited about that. So yeah, uh-huh. and Gold Digger, um, for those that are listening in, it's a two and a half day strategic planning retreat for solopreneurs and micro businesses, Black women solopreneurs and um, micro businesses. It's facilitated and we walk you through processes to set goals and and map out your strategic initiatives and priorities for the year, for the upcoming year. And if you are on the fence or you have questions, you can actually DM me. I'm okay. You're like, I have a question. What was it really like? You can send me a message. Thank you so much, Makisha. Thanks, Kyla. Very busy woman. And I will let you get back to at least part of your day. <laughs> appreciate it it's a pleasure to be here my pleasure to have you thanks for listening to another episode of the nonprofit ace podcast until next time bye <laughs>